Welcome home, spiritual human. I'm your host, Stacey McGee, and you are listening to the Spirit Fluent Podcast, a gathering place for spiritual humans, where each week we talk about becoming fluent in all things spiritual. And welcome back, spiritual humans. We are reading part two of A Journey to the Heart, which is a spiritually downloaded book that I started writing uh, about a month ago. And if you haven't listened to part one, go listen to part one so you're all caught up for context. But we're just going to start and jump right into part two. And we're going to jump in where Rory is commiserating about magical things in the world. April 6th. Nothing magical happened today. Nothing. April 7th. I think it was still all a dream. The man, the cottage, the books. Even though I still do have that dusty green book. April 8th. Still no magic. This is stupid. Magic doesn't exist. April 9th. My favorite shoe was lost by the river today. My bad. I know, but it was a nice shoe. April 10th. Magic is not real, no matter how much you wish it was. No one can make your dreams come true, just like no one can make your life better by doing magic. There's no such thing as magic in this world. And if there were, it wouldn't be real magic anyhow. anyhow. It'd just be a trick or a lie. As an adult, you should know better than to believe in fairy tales about unicorns and wizards and spells that can change everything for good. You need to accept these things will never happen to you because they are not real. April 13th. Whether or not you want good things in life, it always seems so elusive. Around every corner, there are trials, difficulties, like persistent thorns in your foot. I don't know why I choose to suffer this existence. I truly don't. I'm about ready to run away from this life and never look back. Falling into the abyss of misery and endless torment sounds much better than living in the world, this world, one more moment. Magic does not exist. It can't. No rational person can believe in magic. I'm a rational person, and so I do not believe in magic. April 14th. It's funny how one experience can change your entire worldview. Today, I started to believe in magic again. It started out as a normal day, a dull, depressing day. I had been feeling so powerless lately. There's nothing magical or awesome about my life lately. There are times when I feel as if I'm the only warrior fighting a battle, alone in the darkness of the world. In comparison to my life, everyone else's seems so much easier and so much better. While I struggle through my own, I watch them breeze through their day with ease. As far as I'm concerned, I am the only person who sees that there's anything better available to me. Everyone else seems so content to do the same old, same old every day, eat the same foods, live in the same place, no desire to explore the world outside their safe bubble. And the more I try to heal or break out of my comfort zone, the more it seems that something always comes along and pulls me back into chaos. 
no matter how uncomfortable my comfort zone is or how far away from it I really want to be. Feeling alone against the world makes it hard to fight this battle. It was nearly impossible for me to get going today. I'm tired of trying to be strong for myself and everyone else, and I just feel weak. There's no point in pretending that everything is fine when it isn't. Despite just, let me start over again, guys. We're live reading here. Despite struggling with depression for some time, I keep this a secret from the world, from those who would judge and those who would gossip. I learned so much about myself and I've been trying to overcome hardships on this long, slow journey. But I don't think I need anyone. I can do this on my own. Today, things got really bad and I couldn't find the strength to get out of bed or shower or even eat. I just lay there staring at the ceiling and wondering how long it would take me to die if I stopped breathing, if I just held my breath for just a bit too long and slipped away. I'm not scared of dying. I was scared of living as it was for another day, week, month, or year until my body finally gave out from exhaustion and misery. Those thoughts scared me. They terrified me. It scared me that I wasn't scared to die. Getting out of the house suddenly sounded like a much better idea than following through with the dark thoughts down that rabbit hole of depression and a moment of pure inspiration and somewhat of a big push of fortitude. I willed myself out of bed and decided to take a walk by the sea and just breathe the fresh air. Not willing to lose yet another shoe, I kicked my sandals off and walked barefoot, allowing the wet sand to squish between my toes. I walked, and I walked, and I walked some more. I walked for a long time until my legs were sore and my breath was raspy. And then when it felt like I couldn't go anymore, I stopped, and I just stood motionless in front of a giant gray ocean and allowed myself to feel every emotion I could possibly feel at once. I wanted to scream out loud in frustration. I wanted to cry out in fear and hopelessness and loneliness. But instead of doing either of those things, I just stood there quietly and listened to the sound of the waves crashing against each other as they rolled across the sand in front of me. I finally sat on one of the rocks by the shore and stared blankly into the sea. For the first time, in a very long time, I was finally able to breathe deeply. <sighs> Smelling the salty scent of the ocean. It was so salty that it reminded me of my attitude lately. It had been sour and bitter with no sign of sweetness or joy in sight in my life. But sitting there with my eyes closed and my head tilted upwards toward the sun, I started to relax. My shoulders drooped down from their defensive position. <sighs> and I let out a long sigh as I thought about the possibility of swimming out to the ocean, never to return. It wouldn't be so bad, would it? But then I noticed something. And that had me shook. Shaken to my core, I saw it. First in the corner of my eye, in the distance. A tail flickering above the waves, I thought, a shark? 
No, sharks don't have teal tails. What could it be? I looked closer, and suddenly a mermaid swam up to me on the shore. To say I was shocked was an understatement, but I was not surprised, surprisingly. I mean, how could I be? First, we have old men in trees, and now mermaids. It makes sense, I think. I had been sitting on that cold rock for such a long time, just staring at the water with my arms wrapped around my knees. I hadn't eaten anything all day. So it was likely I was hallucinating. And things had been so weird lately, and honestly, I was too depressed to be surprised at much anymore. In fact, I was just amused at this point and slightly considering checking into a hospital. So when the mermaid swam up to me, I just laughed a little at my potential mental imbalances and decided to go along with whatever was going to happen next. A mermaid, a real live mermaid, with her teal tail flashing in the water as she swam closer and closer until she was right next to me. She was quite beautiful. Her tail glimmered in the sun and her purple hair fell to her waist. I must be dreaming, I muttered to myself, still confused and amused at the same time. She smiled at me. No, you're very much awake now. And she smiled broadly, speaking with the song of the ocean in her voice. It is easy to forget the power you have over your own life. The power that you hold within the depths of your soul, the power that is, is the power that has existed since the beginning of time. You have to remember you have chosen to be here. You are the warrior, the warrior of light and truth. The challenging and hard moments remind us that we are capable of enduring even the most brutal of battles. I think I'd heard this from my grandmother before. And she continued, Our hard moments remind us that we are strong enough to overcome even the most difficult challenges. Yes, this sounded just like what grandmother had said, I thought. You've got what it takes to change your life. You are enough. You are strong enough. You are brave enough. The only things that hold you back are the doubts and the fears in your mind. Doubt your doubts before you doubt yourself. Suddenly, with a wave of her hand, a book rose up from the depths of the ocean and fell into her lap. It was teal and glistening just like her tail and similar to the sea itself. The book shimmered in the sun, sunlight as she pulled it up. I have a book for you, she said. When it's time, you will know how to use it. The story will be spoken to your heart. Know that it is okay to struggle, that you are on your own journey of self-discovery, and no matter how hard things may be right now, you are strong enough to face them. Your breath is enough to carry you, and your tears are enough to tell your story. <clears throat> you are more than capable of handling what life throws at you. You were born with a purpose that is bigger than any obstacle, and no matter how hard things get, you will always find a way to overcome them. 
You have this all the strength you need inside yourself. And when you feel like giving up, remember, remember who you truly are, a warrior of light and truth. And she smiled as if she was so proud of herself. And I sat there with my jaw down on the ground. And then suddenly, without another word, she flipped her tail and dove into the waves and was gone, leaving me again stupefied and confused, wondering exactly how crazy I really was, if this had really just happened or if it was a figment of my imagination. Yet in my hands, I held yet another slightly damp but very empty book. The pages of the book shook as I flipped them back and forth, shaking the book, looking for words inside of it. Yes, the book was completely empty. I was confused. How could she give me another book without telling me what I was meant to write about? What did she mean when it was time to use it? But I decided to trust her, just like my grandmother and the old man in the tree. And I took the book home and put it on the shelf with all my other books. The red journal I am writing in now, the orange one from grandmother, and the green one from the old man in the tree. And now this teal one. All are mostly empty with no stories contained in them. I wanted to scream, but today I started to believe in magic just a little again. I know it sounds like a silly thing to say, but it's true. Despite having yet another empty book handed to me, today I might have started to believe in the possibilities again. April 15th, my head is pounding. I am so tired, and all I can think about is sleep, but if I sleep, will I wake up? Will I be still be here? Will there even be a here left for me to wake up in? I can't remember the last time I slept. Each night is woken, has wakened me with dreams of mermaids and old men and books flying at me. Maybe last week or the week before, and maybe sleep has been longer than that. It's hard to tell when you're living in a strange world where where mermaids are real and old men and trees are giving me books. It's all so strange, but it's tiring and wonderful, all in a very weird way. April 16th. I'm starting to realize the only way I'm going to make it through is just by taking steps one at a time. I have a lot of thoughts about what has happened, but I don't want to say them out loud or write them because it makes me feel like they're not real, but they are real, and there's just so much confusion. I feel like this world has some kind of strange creature lurking around every corner, waiting to jump out at me in the next moment. April 17th. Yesterday, I went to the market. I bought potatoes and butter And I was on my way to the baker's, walking along the path, going to buy bread, when I heard a distressed mew sound coming from around the corner. And I heard it again, mew, and a very sad row 
And there I saw a small kitten at the door of the bakery. It had big eyes and it was yellow with gray stripes on it back. And it looked at me with such sadness, my heart broke for it. As I approached the door of the baker, bakery, I could see that the baker was coming at the kitten with an angry red face and a broom looking to come at that kitten. Don't, I shouted as he raised it up over his head. It's just a kitten. I'm going to kill it. It ate my bread, he said gruffly as he swung the broom down towards the creature again. But this time I grabbed the sad little kitten before the broom came crashing down. The baker was furious, but I couldn't let that little kitten get hurt. I grabbed it and ran as fast as I can, the baker shouting ugly words in my direction. I ran until I was out of breath, and I could still hear the baker faintly shouting angrily behind us, but I didn't care. I was not going to let him hurt this poor little kitten. When we were finally far enough away from the bakery that I felt confident that no one would come after us, I sat down on the ground and took a good look at my new little friend. The kitten was shaking with fear and exhaustion. Its fur was matted and dirty from being stuck inside the old crate or who knows where, how long. It was clearly neglected for some time. Its little eyes were sunken and hollow from hunger and its paws were bleeding from where they'd been rubbed raw against the edges of the stone street where he lived. The kitten's eyes were big and dark and full of sorrow as he looked up at me. His body trembled beneath my hands as he tried to make himself so very small. He was so frightened. I didn't know what to make of him. He was definitely cute as most tiny furry things are in his own scruffy little way, but otherwise he just looked like a kitten. All I knew is I couldn't leave him, so I slipped him into my bag to take him home with me where we could feed him something to fill his empty belly. After all the strange things that had happened lately, I should have known that this kitten was no ordinary little kitten. But at the time, all I could think about was getting him home and feeding him something, something and getting him away from that monster baker. And we're going to go ahead and end there and have a beautiful day, my spiritual humans. And we'll be going back to part three coming up soon. You've been listening to the Spirit Flown Podcast. Your continued support means so much to me, and I just want you all to know how grateful that I am for you. Uh, I have many resources on my website, spiritfluent.com, as well as on my YouTube at Spirit Fluent, and I would love to invite you to check out my book, My Spiritual Awakening is a Shit Show, on Amazon now. Mm-hmm.